The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. On this day, 60 years ago, the 27th of June 1963, President John F. Kennedy visited his ancestral home in New Ross in County Wexford. No, I wasn't there to welcome him. I was only four at the time. It's now 60 years since the visit, but it's something the area has not forgotten. In fact, there's a whole legacy around her. Well, we sent our News Talk reporter, Aoife Kearns, to speak to the people who were there and hear what went down when JFK visited the town. The next stop is New Ross, a port town at the mouth of the Barrow River. It was from here that Patrick Kennedy had sailed for the New World a hundred years before. When uh, my great-grandfather left here to become a uh, cooper in East Boston, he carried uh, nothing with him except two things. A strong religious faith and a strong uh, desire for liberty. And I'm glad to say, and I'm glad to say that all of his great-grandchildren have valued that inheritance. A visit President John Fitzgerald Kennedy described as the best four days of his life. It's 60 years since JFK landed on Irish soil and 60 years to the day since he was welcomed by tens of thousands to New Ross in County Wexford, where his great-grandfather Patrick Kennedy left for America 115 years prior. His trip to New Ross included a visit to Dungan'stown, the Kennedy homestead, where he met his cousin Mary Ryan Lee Kennedy for tea and some sandwiches. Since 2013, this family farm operated by Mary's grandson Patrick Grennan has also become a museum dedicated to the Kennedys. Mary Murphy, tour guide at the homestead, recounts what happened when the 35th US president visited his relatives on this day 60 years ago. John F. Kennedy arrived here with his entourage, as we say. The local people were all standing there. And out of respect, they all slightly moved back. And the word that was used to describe that was he beckoned the people to come forward to him. All he wanted was the people. And so security went out the, out the door. His enthusiasm and obvious enjoyment became so infectious that an official occasion became a happy family reunion. And security measures and the demands of the official program went by the board. I mean, he just did his own thing. He made himself at home and he was very comfortable by being reunited with Mary. Where she met him there at the gate was, it must have been one of the most beautiful moments for Mary because she was so comfortable around him that she went to his ear and she said, welcome home, Jack. Everybody forgot about Mr. President. It was all about Jack. And then she gave him a big kiss on the cheek and every woman in the yard, as you can imagine, was running to do the same thing. Only Mary got the kiss. And she walked along the yard here she let a big roar into the family home, put the kettle on, he's here. And right behind you there, where the green door is now, is where the famous tea party took place. Tell me about the tea party. What kind of a spread was there? Well, my God, for 1963, it was phenomenal. There was linen, there was silverware, there was china, you can imagine. And uh, Mary even had a special fruitcake commission for the day, with his head sculptured on the cake. And she went a step further. She went on, she had salmon sandwiches. That was very, very posh. That was very posh, yeah. And President Kennedy, as we all know, was full of the old charisma. And when he came to the, to the table and the setting that Mary had uh, very proudly put in place for the President's arrival, the first thing he spotted on the table, no less, was the salmon sandwiches. And openly in the yard, he pointed over to the River Barrow and he asked Mary had she poached it illegally out of the local River Barrow. 
I know Aoife, I know I laugh every day when I come to that. So that was a little a little moment that they share together and it gets better because now she takes the president into her home and she sits him very famously on what was Mary's piece of furniture and that's all that mattered. We still have it to the day, we show it on a daily basis to our visitors and the piece of furniture that Mary sat President Kennedy on, Aoife, was the back seat of a Morris Minor car. I remember a man going back a few years ago and he said to me, um, wasn't President Kennedy a lucky man? And I just said to him, why was that? Sure he wasn't, he's sitting on a bit of leather, he said to me. All I know is she's paid a pound for it. On a platform along the Barrow River, the President accepts the gifts of the townspeople for Mrs. Kennedy. The presentation is made by Andy Minahan, the stately bearded figure who conducted the ceremony in a spirit of humor. My name is Mark Minahan. I was on the quay uh, in Uros the day John F. Kennedy came to, uh, to town. Uh, my father was involved in the, the, the welcoming committee. He was the chairman of the council. Myself and my friend went down to the railed off area at about half past eight in the morning. He wasn't arriving until about 12 o'clock, I think. So we were right in the front row. When he arrived along, he was led along the quay by, by the pipe band, the Neuros FCA pipe band. He was like something out of a colour movie, tanned and a lovely well-cut suit and a white shirt on him and things. Sure, the whole place thought he was fantastic, you know? What were the crowds like at that time? Because I've seen some pictures, but I can imagine being there amongst it all. It was just huge. Sure, it was huge. I mean, the, the funny thing about it, that man was standing up in the car that he came in. There were people hanging out of all the windows in the place. I mean, this, this security that you see everywhere now where they're welding down manhole covers in the street for 10 miles around and stuff like that. There were people hanging out of the windows in the place. People of New Ross and people of Ireland, I give you President Kennedy of the United States. A few people ran along with the car and took photographs of him as they went, ran along beside the car. I mean, uh, he stopped out the road, just a little bit out the road, having left Neuros to talk to three kids playing on the footpath and their parents were waiting in a queue out in Dungenstown. You know, I mean, he was so human. You mentioned your father. Tell me who your father was and a little bit about him and his involvement and the organising that would have went on for this visit. He was uh, Andy Minahan and he was the chairman of the uh, Urban Council. The Americans didn't know what that meant, so they called him Mr. Mayor all the time. You have something in your hand here. Obviously, we can't see it because we're on radio, but it's a picture of your father and President Kennedy. Yes. Tell me a little bit about the picture and the context to this, because there is some writing at the end. The picture came from some photographer that President Kennedy had with him. And the way they're standing, uh, my father used to take the national anthem very seriously and things like that. So I see he's standing up dead straight. President Kennedy has a bit of a smile on his face. And uh, about a week before President Kennedy was killed, he sent it over to my father. And he just said in appreciation of our time together or something like that. Then the following week he was killed. Here 
On his arrival to New Ross, President Kennedy was met by a group of children who sang The Boys of Wexford and he joined in himself. Victor Furness and Maureen Clarkin were among the group to sing to JFK. A year later, Victor and Maureen were flown to America to sing The Boys of Wexford on the Ed Sullivan Show in New York City. But the circumstances were very different. They tell me what they remember about singing to the President on this day 60 years ago. There was a group of 600 singing up in the park when Kennedy arrived. We saw two helicopters coming in for us and we thought that's, that was him. And then there's a bigger roar in the sky where this massive machine comes down and right in front of us where we were singing. And uh, this icon of a man, here he was, the president of the world to us. We started to sing the, the boys of Wexford. So one of the singers had uh, the sheet and he went over and got a copy of it and he sang with us. You'd never forget him. 13 years of age. We saw very little outside of New Ross alone, never mind going to Dublin. But to see those machines coming out from the sky, it was just some believable stuff. To say that he came to New Ross and we sang for him. My father and my uncles were thrilled that Kendrick got in. Yeah, it was for sure. The whole of New Ross was absolutely delighted that, you know, he was president and that he was coming to Ross. And then there were all the, the cars and the preparations that had to be made for, the, for Kennedy coming. And um, we had a garage and I, I can remember my father going out and filling up the tank with petrol. And it just went on and on and on because cars were so big. And on that day and you were singing in the park, do you remember seeing him walk down and come off of the, the helicopter, helicopter at yeah. the time? Oh yeah, I remember the helicopter. Yeah, I do. So he was gorgeous. We thought he was wonderful. He was like a film star. <laughs> When did you hear that a group would be going to America to well, sing? It was the following year, you see. It was the anniversary of his death that we went on television to commemorate, I suppose, wasn't it? The family of uh, President Kennedy had a wish for us to sing. We were treated like kings. We were treated... We were looked at well, yeah, yeah. I mean, to go up on that plane up in Dublin Airport, an Aer Lingus jet, I mean... We only saw it in paper. We got five dollars per day pocket money. Didn't realise where it came from. It came from the president's wife, Jackie. And we didn't know. We thought we were in heaven. And do you remember what you spent that money on? I can remember buying my mother a cocktail shaker in Macy's. <laughs> so my mother wouldn't have drunk a cocktail in a million years. But I thought this was gorgeous. After the, the show was over, of course we met the brothers, Ted and... Bobby, Eunice Shriver and the other sister, we got a thousand dollars. That was the foundation of our swimming pool for New Ross. The Kennedy, the Kennedy Memorial Swimming Pool. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Two o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Mary Murphy from the Kennedy Homestead says when the news broke of President Kennedy's assassination, crowds made their way from near and far to Dungan'stown. In 1963, this was a huge moment. But now they were coming back here to Mary after the assassination to show respects. So Mary put a light in that little building over there and some condolences books. And between 63 and 65, over 250,000 people came down this road. And they're still coming here to this very day, which is 60 years later. When on the road to 
As JFK made his way through New Ross on the 27th of June 1963, a young man named Peter O'Leary held up a sign which read, Johnny, I hardly knew you. After his death, it would inspire a biography written by two of his closest friends and aides, Dave Powers and Kenneth O'Donnell. Just five months after his Irish visit, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in November of 1963 in Dallas, Texas. Well, congratulations, Aoife Kearns. What a fantastic report. You see, as far as I'm concerned, you can stick your Ballyperine and Regan, you can stick your Obama Plaza and Dunebeg. The really authentic Irish US president is John F. Kennedy. And to this day, you can visit the Arboretum, you can visit his ancestral home. Uh, well worth a visit. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.